Hello and welcome to this special edition of Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. Today we're bringing you the best of the best of our interviews, our commentaries, and music. And we begin today with a commentary. This one is from February 2009 on contraception and global warming. Jonathan Porritt, who chairs the British government's Sustainable Development Commission, says that couples who have more than two children are being irresponsible by creating an unbearable burden on the environment. He says that curbing population growth through contraception and abortion must be at the heart of policies to fight global warming. Hey, let's not stop there. Human beings exhale carbon dioxide, which is bad for the planet. So why not just extend euthanasia to all those who are losing their jobs because of the current economic crisis? Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? But you see, this idea that the world is overpopulated is a myth. The world is not overpopulated. If you don't believe me, take a drive through northern Saskatchewan. The problem with the world is that those of us who have too much hoard, waste, and do not share. The good news is that those who think like Jonathan Porritt are not having children and so their ideas will die with them. And those of us who believe in life and family will live on. Except maybe not in northern Saskatchewan. It's too cold there. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and this is Salt and Light Radio. You're listening to the best of Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. That was an opening commentary from February 2009. And now it's time for. Man in Black. And our Man in Black today is Father James Hughes, pastor of St. Anne's Parish in Abbotsford, British Columbia. Father James, welcome to Man in Black. Thank you, Pedro. Great okay. to talk to you once again. Once again. Okay, so Father, this is a, I just have to let you know what we're doing. This is like a game show, except okay. it's, not, it's not in front of a live audience and there are no prizes, so sorry. Um, and, and you're the only one playing, so actually it's... <laughs> so there's it's, no way I could lose. Yeah, exactly, yeah, and <laughs> I guess it's not really at all like a game show. Um, okay, but I get to ask you random questions. Yes. Um, like, uh, uh, what was your favorite decade? My favorite decade was probably the 80s. Oh, see, you're a pre- you missed it. You're supposed to say your favorite decade is like the third decade of the rosary or something. <laughs> ah, gotcha. I'm, I'm always missing things. <laughs> Okay, the 80s, you said, eh? That's good. We'll have to do a show just on the 80s one day. Okay, so the first segment is called Choices. Choices we make. Okay. Okay? And and I get to ask you uh, several rapid-fire questions, and you get to choose between two items like like apple butter or cocoa butter. Okay. Okay? You don't have to answer that one. Okay. <laughs> okay, soccer or hockey? Hockey. Really? Uh-huh. Is that because you're like an old Canadian boy? I think so. I really am. But you play yeah. soccer. I did uh, grow up on soccer, uh, meaning uh, playing it ever since uh, I could almost walk, so my mother tells me. Yes. But, uh, yeah, no, um, i really come to love uh, hockey even more, more because of not only playing some ice hockey recreationally, but also watching it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Lourdes or Fatima? Uh, Fatima. Uh, Lourdes, sorry, Lourdes. <laughs> I've been sure? to both. <laughs> you, you sure you want to want to try? <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely Lourdes. Lourdes night. Why? It has the edge because both in wonderful ways with Marian devotion. I loved uh, Lourdes for the little extras, even going into the baths, being able to drink 
the special water. Right. But uh, just the wonderful spirit that's there. Yeah. Nothing yeah. against the Portuguese, though. No, no. Oh, yeah. Aren't you? You're Portuguese. Is your dad Portuguese? No, you're no father is Irish. I, mother is Filipino. Okay, why did I think? Okay, not even close. All right, no. next. <laughs> Talk about editing. I'll edit that out. Um, <laughs> tea or coffee? Coffee. Yeah. I have partial investments in Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. For our for our listeners who are not in the West Coast, uh, the Starbucks owns British Columbia. Our That's Starbucks right. owns Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, downhill or cross country? Downhill. Yeah. Like the excitement. Yes. And and then not having to work. Exactly. Cross it country is, all is free like flowing. hard work. Yeah. What's up with that? Okay. Last one. Salt or light? Both. Oh, come on. Really? <laughs> it's your television network. Yes, Why couldn't I like yes, all of it? Yes, <laughs> exactly. There you go. Okay, so let, let's do another sec- segment. This one's called I Like It. Okay. Or, or uh, I don't know. This, these are a few of my favorite things, maybe. Um, okay, so favorite city in the world? Vancouver. Really? That's yes. the best you can do? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Let, let's not ask more about that. I uh, visited Toronto, but Vancouver comes first. <laughs> I didn't say favorite city in Canada. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our listeners in Toronto th- don't take it to heart. Vancouver is pretty cool. Uh, favorite song? Wow. Uh, uh, favorite song? I, I'm going to pass. Let okay, pass. That. That's fine. Favorite prayer? Favorite prayer? Uh, definitely the uh, Memorare. Oh, nice. I bet you most people don't even know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I could easily say the Hail Mary, but I think uh, Memorare is a, is, a, is a good one. In Latin? Uh, actually, I don't know it in Latin. Oh, nice. No. Cool. Uh, I've got I've to work on that. Favorite scripture passage? Favorite scripture passage is uh, from the Psalms, uh, if the Lord does not build a house in vain, do its builders oh, labor. Nice, nice. Uh, favorite Olympic sport? Favorite Olympic sport still has to be hockey. Hockey, yeah, and I guess uh, we'll talk about that a bit because you're in the in the heart of it right now. Um, right. But just a note for anyone that might be joining the program: you're listening to Salt and Light Radio. We're talking to our man in black this week, Father James Hughes, um, and now we're going to go to a little a little more serious little seg- segment. Is a little more serious. We we want to talk about your hopes and your dreams, Father. Um, when you were a little kid, and we know you were playing soccer before you were walking, right? Um, what did you want to do when you grew up? To be a professional soccer player. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. I went to Catholic school, elementary school, and uh, I was one of those kids that looked forward to not only recess, but lunchtime <laughs> and after school, because I couldn't get enough of soccer. There was even a day when the sisters were running the school, the Sisters of Charity from New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're no longer there now, but uh, when they were in, the, in those days, uh, they caught me out in the field when... All the other students were back in class, and I'm still playing soccer. That's funny. Did you grow up? Did you grow up in Vancouver? Or? I I was born and raised yeah in Vancouver yeah. area called Burnaby, just a yeah, suburb yeah. of the area. Nice. Okay. Um, a dream, a dream that you had or have still. A dream. Um, actually, I think in my Catholic faith, and I know coming from a priest, this sounds uh, almost expected, but it's true. I think that. Um, Working on happiness of life here is a way of connecting with God in all that I do. And so if I can try to do that in my life, I want to be able to help others do that in theirs. Nice. That makes sense. Um, okay, a little more serious. What, what about one of your deepest fears? Deepest fears? Um, deepest fears? 
probably um, no doubt sometimes I think not being able to appreciate all that I I am doing uh, for the Lord and almost running too fast to appreciate it so um, I know that I have to slow down because uh, I do move at a thousand miles an hour at times and sometimes it, I think the Lord really calls me as well as anything I'm doing in my ministry to step back for a moment and let him lead so I think some of those aspects is my fear is do I run ahead of the Lord rather than have him lead me right nice important that's a good good uh, advice for everyone um, you were the director of vocations for a while there about seven years yeah <laughs> okay for a while for seven yeah. years um, <laughs> but now you're in a parish and and how are you liking that I am enjoying it. Probably my one of one of the greatest consolations of being a uh, pastor in a parish, as opposed to the work that I was doing, which was which was very fruitful, very rewarding in many ways of inspire, trying to help inspire other young people to consider the vocation of priest or religious life, is that I get to do it on a one on one basis with mm-hmm. with a lot of families regularly, and so seeing the same families day in day out maybe to some be a monotonous thing, a routine thing, but I see it as a tremendous joy and a consolation to my own priesthood, a real support to me as I'm living this ministry. Nice, nice. What are your hopes for your parish or your parishioners? Um, Continuing to have a vision that works with the gospel and to help the community grow in many ways. So the parish that I'm in has great potential and we're far from reaching it. And so if I could be a help and a vehicle to that achievement would be great, such as an expansion to our uh, our uh, church as we're finding that it is a growing community number-wise, plus hopefully expanding to a Catholic school right on site oh, here. Wow. Can you can you just help people that might not be familiar with the Abbotsford? How, it, it, how far is that from Vancouver? It's about an hour's drive, so it'd be about uh, roughly 70 kilometers directly east, east of Vancouver. And it's, it's a, considered a town a small town or it would be uh, 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 it is called a city so it has its own uh, governmental yeah. aspect but it it would be a population of about a hundred and fifty hundred and fifty five thousand people it is kind of called the Bible Belt of British Columbia because oh, really? of the number of Christian communities and other faiths that are existing here it's really quite a conglomeration of uh, faith communities hmm nice um, last question how how is this whole Olympic frenzy affecting you guys out there? It uh, the Archdiocese of Vancouver is actually quite involved, and even with an other Christian communities, we've got a great venture this year called uh, More Than Gold. Yes, and it's a great way to help evangelize and bring the gospel message to um, an event that some could criticize as very secular, mm-hmm. but uh, to find opportunities with athletes and fans. To, uh, to see the important social issues even around, regarding homeless, regarding um, uh, aspects of uh, true justice issues. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's exciting in many ways. We're welcoming the world here to Vancouver. The Archdiocese is opening its doors, and we're trying to provide spiritually, not uh, only for our own people, but certainly for, for welcome visitors and guests as well as athletes here to Vancouver. That's great. I lied. One last question. Who's going to win the uh, gold hockey? Oh, the, the gold medal, no question, uh, Canada. When, when you've got a <laughs> Vancouver Canuck goalie yes. backstopping yes. the whole team and a Roberto Luongo, uh, that's a Catholic yeah. name, by the way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. It's exciting, and we look forward to it. It's going to be a, a tough match, no question, with the number of teams represented here. 
uh, but we're excited for Canada. Is it going to be Canada U.S. the last game, that gold game? That it might be. Yeah, um, yeah we're well, you heard that it could be a prediction, or certainly the uh, Russians are going to be very strong as well. Oh, that's good. So there you go. You heard it here first, Salt and Light Radio from our. You should have you as our our hockey correspondent. <laughs> I'd be happy to do so. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. Great talking to you. Thanks for thanks for playing. Thanks, Pedro. God bless you now. God bless all your listeners. Thank you. You too. Okay. Our man in black of the week, Father James Hughes, pastor of St. Anne's Parish in Abbotsford, British Columbia, in the Archdiocese of Vancouver. Um, Again, thank you, Father James, for being today's man in black. My name is Pedro Guevara Man, and I am also wearing black. If you like this segment, please send us an email. We're looking for men in black to have on the program. Write to us and tell us about your favorite priest and how we can contact him. And we will, because this is fun. Yes, it was fun. We hope to continue doing the Man in Black segment, so please let us know about your favorite priest. Send us an email, radio at saltandlighttv.org. My name is Pedro Guevara Man. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. Here now is Chris Bray with his song, I Worship.
Chris Bray with his song, I Worship. My name is Pedro Guevara Man. You're listening to a special edition of Salt and Light Radio. Check out our podcasts at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Here now is an interview with the author of the popular teen romance novels, Arms of Love and I Surrender, also from February 2009. Have you ever tried to figure out this whole love, sex, and marriage thing? Do you sometimes feel confused about any of that? To a lot of people, love is not necessary for sex, although sex is definitely okay if you love the other person, except no one can really agree on what love is, and there's this idea that marriage ruins everything. Okay, what would you say if I told you that we've been running around in circles for centuries when all we needed to do was ask the church? Seriously, when it comes to love, sex, and relationships, the church knows because God designed us all, and everything he created was good. And God has a plan for everything he, cre he created, including a plan for love and relationships. And to help us sort all this out, I am joined by Carmen Marcoux, author of the popular pro-chastity and courtship books, Arms of Love and I Surrender. Hello, Carmen. Hello, Pedro. How are you? I I'm good, thank you. Thanks for joining us on Salt and Light Radio. Oh, you're so welcome. It is really great to be with you. Can you quickly tell us what is the difference between married love and all the other kinds of love? Okay. Um, I guess because there are so many types of love that we talk about in our society today, you know, from, uh, as some people say, pizza love, I love pizza, yes. right? Yes, <laughs> to, to just, um, you know, right now we're seeing in our culture this whole movement towards self-gratification that's all about me and and making sure I'm fulfilled and now I mm -hmm. you know I can't wait for anything I you know it's a me now society and we see that reflected in love and we see that reflected in relationships and w what that becomes in relationships is people using other people to have their needs met it's all about me and right. so I fall in love with you because you make me feel good you make me feel happy I feel special when I'm with you whatever when those feelings go away and you're no longer meeting my needs I move on. Right. And so whether that's, you know, 
um, in dating relationships or in marriage divorce patterns. Mm-hmm. It is a really unhealthy way of uh, relating. It's a, it's a definitely unhealthy pattern of relationships. Right now, it makes sense. That, that makes perfect sense to me that that kind of love doesn't work uh, in marriage if you right. want your marriage to last. But, but what do we tell people who are still thinking that, well, what do you mean marriage is not, uh, sorry, what do you mean that love is not a feeling? Right. Well, see, you know, as I was just describing that kind of love, by contrast, the kind of love that God calls us to in marriage is, is the total opposite. It is giving. The, the, the one that I was just describing is all about taking. What can I get for myself? Right. But when we reverse that and we, we turn it into giving, and what can I give of myself, and how can I give of myself, and it becomes sacrificial love, then that emphasis is so different, and, and it takes you outside of yourself, and it makes you become more than you ever thought you could be sometimes. Right. And, and because of that, it, 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 um, it generates so much more love. It generates life, the natural life within yeah. marriage of children, of, of course, course, but also the, the life that comes from the joy that comes from giving. And I, I think yeah. most people relate to that. We all know the joy in giving Christmas gifts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that love, the, you know, the giving, the gift of self, that is what love is all about. And that's what real love is. And that is the stuff that sustains. And that exactly. is what lifelong marriages are made out of. Exactly. Now, yeah. but when you say that, that, that the other kind of love, the love that, that's more about taking, mm-hmm. it, that, that doesn't mean that people are doing this you know, on purpose. It's like, oh, I'm so selfish. I want it all for me. Yeah, no. People do this unconsciously just because we never stop and think about yeah. what we mean when we say I love you or what Absolutely. it means. Absolutely. I think, I think um, the problem is you know, people are just so busy in their lives and they're going along. And, and there's a message that is really being generated at us from Hollywood, from books, television, the media, that that is geared towards selfishness. It's rooted in mm-hmm. advertisement and everything else. And, you know, it serves that consumer society, <laughs> right? Right. But, uh, it, and so people aren't necessarily taking time to stop and contemplate what life and love is all about. Uh, I heard somebody once say in a study that had been done that, you know, most people that had, they had surveyed, young people, they wanted, they were looking and hoping for, you know, finding that lifelong happiness, that lifelong love in marriage. Mm-hmm. But most of them just felt that that would never happen, that they wouldn't be able to find that. So I think it's deeply inside of us to want that kind of love, to desire that lifelong kind of self-giving and receiving, you know, mutual giving kind of relationship. But we just don't see it modeled. We don't see it in society around us. We don't, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't go to movies and see it demonstrated too often or, you know, in books and, and television and such. So, and, and so many people are coming from broken homes now mm-hmm. that they're not even seeing it modeled around them. Like maybe they have a grandparent or a great exactly. aunt or somebody who was married 50 years, but we're just not seeing that as much anymore. That's right, and it's, and it's not, certainly not being taught in schools. Just, just a note for, for anyone who might be tuning in at this point, you're listening to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and we're speaking with Carmen Marcou about love and sex, and marriage, and chastity. Can we just talk about that one word, chastity? Um, uh, A lot of confusion about that. 
Um, mm-hmm. What does chastity mean? Yeah, well, I think the first thing people think of when they hear chastity is, is the negative. It means no sex. No sex, yes. <laughs> And, of course, chastity, as we know, as a Christian virtue, means so much more than that, because chastity is rooted ultimately in perfect love and in charity and that giving and that self-denial that says, I am going to save myself and hold myself and preserve myself for the one that I'm called to be with in marriage. And so whatever state of life you're in, if you're a single person, well, then you're not having sexual relations and beyond sexual relations, you know, intimate relations and such um, outside of married states because you're not married. But mm-hmm. once you are married, you still are called to chastity and, and to be within pure within that state of marriage. Right. And And so chastity then becomes this virtue that that breathes life into whatever vocation you're called to because it because as you say no one you know kind of that self-discipline and Mm self-denial to yourself that you know i don't have to act out on the urges and and desires and passions that are within me as you take control over those passions you start to have that positive self-direction in life like you choose your path it's not chosen from you because you're driven like the animals by instincts, mm-hmm, exactly. right? Exactly. Now, Car- I, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 that's fine. I was just going to say, you, you, you work a lot with youth, and you certainly mm-hmm. have the, your own children. Mm-hmm. Um, in your experience working with young people, uh, do young people seem to understand this concept of chastity and embrace it in, oh, your, in yeah. your experience? I think uh, young people are just starving for this message. Um, you know, we, we put on a purity rally every year here mm-hmm. in Saskatoon. We're having our eighth, our eighth annual purity rally is... Yes, uh, it just happened today. Right. And, and so, um, you know, we have seen over the course of that eight years just the response of young people to this message that, you know, embracing a pure life makes a difference. And now we are seeing, you know, that difference, too. My husband and I, our family attended a a wedding just last Saturday on Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day, which was our 22nd anniversary. Oh, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. But also, uh, this young couple getting married that day, you know, saving their first kiss for the altar, just totally embracing purity in their life. Interesting. uh, Living out a courtship and just dynamic and, and happy and in love and just so much life to offer and to give to others because they're not just so focused on their own needs and wants mm-hmm. and desires, but just really wanting to serve the Lord with, with their life and their love. So it was so beautiful. Right. Now you know, I, I was also going to just add to that, you know, as uh, people have responded to my books over the years. I was going to say, I was going to ask you. Okay, yeah. And Surrender, they are both focused on, you know, uh, demonstrating, they, they show courtship and chastity lived out in the characters and lives of, um, of the people in the novels, because they're novels. Right, and, exactly. And how they're responded to by people, like, there was this one young girl that um, I encountered. She had purchased Arms of Love at the end of June, and, you know, just at the beginning of summer holidays for her. And school started at the end of August here in Saskatchewan mm-hmm. that year, and when she had spoken to her teacher at the, you know, uh, after the course of the summer, she had read that book seven times. Wow. Yeah, so <laughs> she and it's a big book; it's not a yes. small book. And it, and what is going on is there's this hunger and thirst for truth, 
and and to see and understand that goodness and the beauty of you know how God created us to be and how he designed us to love and that purity and this girl had no religious background at all no, she was not catholic not christian of any denomination she was just hungry for truth yeah so there's certainly uh, a, a resonance that young people have with that message so the two books are arms of love and, and I, the, the, the follow-up, which is I, I Surrender? Just Surrender. Surrender, sorry. Surrender. And all that information people can find as to where, the, where they want to purchase the books at your website, courtshipnow.com. Correct. And, and there's also questions. Uh, if people yeah, have questions, there's a question, a Q&A section. Correct. If people have questions about dating or chastity or about what, how far can I go, all these right. very valid questions, they can, they can find it right. there on your website. Right, and we have a, a blog that we've just started up addressing issues as people have presented them to me over the years. But definitely this is a message for young people. It is a message that is setting them free. I think the number one word I have for young people in this whole realm of purity is the freedom it brings into their lives and those kids who are brave enough to step out of society and what the world's saying and to and to get into purity get get purity into their lives they are really discovering that freedom and and they are just doing amazing things with their lives amen so that's uh courtshipnow.com. Thank you so much, Carmen, for, for taking a little bit of time to speak to us today. Oh, thank you, Pedro, so much. Not a problem. That was author and speaker Carmen Marcoux, and she spoke to us from her home in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. You're listening to a special edition of Salt and Light Radio with the best of our interviews, songs, and commentary. We just heard an interview I did with author Carmen Marcoux in February 2009. Hi, I'm Janelle, and you're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel on Sirius 159 or XM 117. Now, it's time for our featured Artist of the Week. So here is Chris Bray with his song, Finally Let Go.
day you came along, I thought I was in control. That was Chris Bray with Finally Let Go from The Worship Album. In 2005, Christian singer-songwriter Chris Bray released his first album, Just Hang On, marking the beginning of his career as an artist of faith. His newest album, just released this past month, The Worship Album, seems to be catapulting him into the spotlight with its song, Called, quickly moving up the Canadian Christian radio charts, and the song we just heard, Finally Let Go, being chosen to be part of the Rocking Romans compilation CD. But instead of me telling you everything there is to know, why not just ask Chris himself? So here he is. He joins me on the phone now. Hello, Chris. Hi, how you doing? Hi, Chris. Welcome to Salt and Light Radio. Thank you. Um, so I, I kind of want to go a little kind of fast, rewind, I mean, p back in time. To you were a life teen, life teen mass. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, how do you go from being, you know, kind of leading worship or doing music ministry in mass to where you are now? Oh, just by the grace of God. <laughs> Good answer. Good. <laughs> That's it. You know, and you know what? I'm still, I'm still involved in the life teen program. Oh yeah. And I'm still involved in leading worship, and you know, I haven't left anything behind. It's just. Um, you know, God is leading me in different places now, which is really cool, really exciting. So at what point did, uh, I mean, but something changed. You were writing songs, I'm sure, when you were a teenager, and but something changed. What, what led you to that first album in 2005, Just Hang On? Right. Well, Just Hang On was really, um, I, I don't want to call it an experiment, but it was kind of a growing thing for me. Right. Um, it, it was my first foothold into um, putting out a CD and what was involved in it. And it was just the starting ground for me. Um, and I didn't have, I wasn't very clear when I wrote and when I recorded it, what I wanted to do. Did I want a, a music career that was full time or, you know, did I want just to be a hobby type of thing? So, right. um, you know, I just, I just thought it was cool to record a CD and, but did and you, that was really the plan that I had. For did you it. set out to, to make a CD? So it's like, I'm going to write 12 songs and make a CD or did you get to the point where, Hey, I have 10 songs. Why don't I just record them? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of involved, evolved a little bit. Um, you know, all through high school and in college, uh, I was continually writing and uh, writing new material. Right. Um, and I just got hooked up with the right people um, that allowed me to be able to put the record together and, okay. and be able to release it. Okay. Um, uh, that song, Just Hang On, I, I'm a big fan. I love that song. Um, uh, is it a little, uh, is there a little biographicalness to that song? Uh, well, I, I would like to think that every song is. Um, you know, for, 
for me, that song is just, uh, it's a glimpse of hope. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in the slums of your life, in the darkest moments that, you know, yeah. um, you're not alone in, in everything that you do. You know, God's always with you. Mm-hmm. And if you just hang on, if you just hope, and if you just pray, uh, He'll be with you and He'll guide you through it all. Yeah, it's it's a great song. Now, uh, a couple years ago, you uh, I remember getting the email, Absolute Worship, and I wasn't quite sure what it was. Um, but this is something, this is like a new initiative you started, an evening of music and prayer. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, we started that uh, a couple of years ago. And, and basically, I mean, that's just my, a huge passion of mine is worship. Uh-huh. And I wanted to um, encourage other people to worship and invite other people to worship along with me. So it's just a program that we started up. Um, and we just go around to different churches and just put on an evening of simple contemporary worship. Right. Um, and that's it. That's all it is. So it's not an event that happens once a year. It's something that if a parish invites you, hey, come and do absolute worship at our parish, that, that's the way you do it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're always looking for new churches to go to and, and be invited to play at. So. It's interesting because yeah. a lot of people would say that the, the Catholic music and good worship music don't go together. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have that impression. Yeah, it's like um, it doesn't exist. No, but uh, you can have both. It is possible. Yes, yeah, true, sure. true. Now, just a, a note for anyone joining the program right now. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and I'm speaking to our featured artist of the week, uh, Chris Bray. Okay, Chris, let's just talk about the new album, because just released, I know you are very, very excited about it. You've been talking about it for, for a few months now. The Worship Album, again, speaking about Catholic worship music. The album was released May 16th. So... I have a recollection, and maybe I'm wrong, you can correct me, but I have a feeling that, that there was a sense earlier in, your, in the last couple of years that you like, your aim was to make, to kind of do secular music with a Christian theme so that, right. you know, you could kind of not preach to the choir, but preach to the people that need to be preached. Or not preach, rather, just kind of invite them. So how does this worship album, which is very much a worship album, how does that fit into that aim of reaching, or maybe it, it, it's a different aim? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well, well, you know what? Just just recently in the last couple of years, I've just been called, um, I, I think, to shift my focus a little bit. Okay. And I, I wanted this album, I just felt called to, to put out a worship album. Right. And um, I just wanted it to be very clear to myself and uh, to everyone else, but especially to God, that this album, you know, isn't a secular record. It, um, you know, it isn't talking about, you know, love uh, in a relationship sense between a man and a woman type of thing, but yeah. it's... It's it's a worship album for mm-hmm. um, people to enter into um, to to glorify God, and I wanted to make sure that was that was clear right off the bat. That's why I called it the worship album. Yeah, so no. there's no discrepancies there. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, the 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 song called yeah. Um, uh, unless this has changed, but it was currently number one in Canada. Yeah, for, for the more radio uh, top five CanCon, it it, uh, it CanCon is everyone. Canadian content, right? For, That's right. Yeah, it can went you, number one. So, can you just explain that briefly? A lot of our listeners are in the United States, so they might not get the CanCon thing. Right. Okay. Well, there's two two main um, radio charts in Canada. There's the uh, CCRC, the Canadian Christian Radio Chart, yeah, and then there's the more radio top five CanCon, which is um, the just Canadian content. Right. So for Canadian content, um, called uh, went number one uh, mm-hmm. for Canada, and then for the um, the CCRC, which is everybody, Chris Tom and Jars of Clay, Newsboys, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It went number nineteen. It peaked at number nineteen, which is that's awesome. where it is right now. Eh? Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting because, and again, for people who are not in Canada and who are not in the 
I guess, Christian music world. They might not understand. Here in Canada, when we talk about, I mean, we're talking about Christian radio stations who, that do not normally play Catholics. So how, do you, how does it feel to have broken into that, or, or sort of broken through that barrier, maybe, to be accepted? Yeah, I mean, they're playing your, your, they're playing your song. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, we just feel so blessed um, to to be where we are right now, and and I truly believe that it's just because we're we're following God's will, and He's just blessing us for that. But um, you know, I I get a sense a lot of times that there's, especially in the the mainstream Christian uh, music industry, that um, there's sort of a stigma to Catholic artists. But yeah, uh, you know, with the Matt Marr stuff going on and the priests and everything that that's just signed with uh, Sony, yeah, and, and all this stuff going on, it's just like um, you know we're, we're starting to break through a little bit, and it's just incredible um, the response that, that uh, yeah. is from that. So no, really I think it's great. And uh, tell, tell us a bit about uh, rock, the Rock and Romans uh, compilation. Yeah, that um, that was pretty neat. I, it, was, it was a contest that you could submit your song into to be considered for this compilation CD, and they did one last year for 2008. Yeah. And... Um, and, and finally, Let Go was chosen to be on the 2009 compilation, which, so, is, which is really awesome. So this is a Catholic, uh, uh, well, the fact that it's Catholic, I think, it's a compilation of Christian music. It's Catholic, actually, yeah. Yeah, it is Catholic. Catholic. music, yeah. yeah I guess right. if they're Romans. Um, That's right, yeah. So, so people can go to Rockin', they can uh, search Rockin' Romans, and, and if they're interested in a good compilation of Christian music uh, or Catholic music, they can uh, they can find it there. Um yep. Just one last question, Chris, because we're almost out of time. But mm-hmm. I, you know, you just had your first baby, a beautiful girl, Molly, was born in March, mm-hmm. and 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 you're in a young marriage with your wife Katie. You're working. Um, yeah. You got your ministry. You're doing stuff in the parish. Um, what are your hopes for your ministry? Are you hoping to go into full time ministry, or uh, is that scary? I guess in a way, it um, is scary. I mean, there's a lot of risk with that. Um, financially and and just everything that goes along with it, but you know we're I feel like we're being led and we're just at the point where we're just following where God is leading us and it's it's exciting and um, you know it's it's very rewarding at the same time. Well, Amen. And you have our full support. Anything you need because oh, uh, you. all the people that are doing full time ministry in Canada really need to come together and and help each other. You're doing great work, brother. So keep it up. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for being on the show. Um, this was our featured artist of the week, Chris Bray. If you want to find out more about Chris and his music or to purchase uh, either of his albums, the new album, the Worship album, or to book him for a concert or for a special uh, absolute worship evening, visit his website, chrisbraymusic.com. And now here is Chris's song from the Worship album called... What's in it for me? Oh, what we can get out of it. He gave us the ultimate sacrifice. He saved our lives. I will live for you and do your will. We are called to live as Christ. We are called to Angelize. We are called to make 
sacrifice for life To give it up for God's great will Answer is called through prayer and reflection And ask Him for His protection I will live for you and do your will We are called to live as Christ We are called to Chris Bray with his song Called from the Worship Album. And that interview with Chris Bray first aired in June 2009. What's up, everybody? This is Father Sam Fortuna, and you are listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. Peace and blessings. It is not often that one gets to speak to a bishop, but not so here at Salt and Light Radio. Here is one of our diocesan updates with Mary Rose Bacani from May 2010. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio. Our email address is radio at saltandlighttv.org. And our blog can be found at saltandlighttv.org slash blog here now. Back with us is Mary Rose to take us on a trip up north. That's right. So we're going to the North Pole of the Great White North, the Northwest Territories. Yes. And its capital is Yellowknife. And part of Yellowknife is the Diocese of Mackenzie Fort Smith. For almost three years, Bishop Murray Chatlin has been the bishop of this diocese, and it's been a challenging, well, it's been a challenging job managing a diocese of only 20,000 Catholics spread out over a land four times the size of France. Mm-hmm. So I had a chance to speak with Bishop Murray Chatlin a few days ago about what's been going on up there. Bishop Murray Chatlin, thank you for joining us for Salt and Light Radio. Thank you. It's good to be here. 
Now, uh, can you tell us about how you are reaching the young people in your diocese? In uh, particular, we have been uh, trying to make efforts to uh, connect with them, uh, some of it through the cultural uh, activities that uh, they have gatherings on the land or sometimes canoeing trips and things like that that we, we really like to try to be part of when we can be. We're also uh, making an effort to connect with the Edmonton's Archdiocese Youth Program so that we can be participate in some of the uh, major events that occur uh, a lot further south. We're also having uh, some uh, a group of NET, the National Evangelical Evangelization Team, uh, come to our uh, central area, Yellowknife, uh, in October. And so they'll be working in our local parish primarily, but also some events in the surrounding areas. So they have six to eight uh, young, vibrant people uh, uh, encouraging other young people, I think is going to be a real positive move. Now, can you talk about your other... Um I guess, activity there in Yellowknife, pilgrimages. Yeah, the people are very much into pilgrimages, and so many people make the long journey to Lac St. Anne, which is about an hour west of Edmonton, and up to 40,000 Aboriginal people gather there each, uh, each July. And so many of our people make a real effort to get there. Also, we have local pilgrimages. One is at Russell Lake, it's called, near uh, Bechocon, the Dog Rib area. And it's uh, facilitated by an Oblate mission team and some young people as well. And they'll meet for 10 days, and uh, uh, there's Mass each day and uh, a large gathering that has uh, talks and prayer and singing and some kind of uh, ritual activity in terms of our spiritual growth. So, so that's a, a real spiritual gathering that happens for that community. Uh, in another part of northern Saskatchewan, part of our diocese, there's also a gathering on an island that's an hour's boat ride from any uh, other community, and up to a thousand people gather there. And we'll be having confirmations there uh, this uh, this summer, and uh, I think there's about uh, at least 80 uh, teenagers who will be celebrating confirmation on this island with the rest of the community. And again, uh, they gather for a week, and they have... Uh, prayer times and socializing and uh, a lot of visiting. Now, what do you find is your greatest challenge and your greatest joy in your ministry to Yellowknife? I think one of the greatest challenges is just the suffering that um, a lot of the people are going through for a variety of reasons. Unfortunately, we just had a uh, news of a 14-year-old that had committed suicide. and We unfortunately have a high suicide rate. And that really impacts our families and our communities and all the other young people. And it reflects on some of the pain from really the uh, culture being, uh, you know, uh, eroded really quickly, so much changing so quickly. So that's one of the key challenges. One of the real blessings I find for me is I really appreciate the Aboriginal and Inuit people, uh, their spirituality, their sense of humor, uh, their deep connection with the land. I like being out with them on the land, uh, and uh, just, uh, uh, I really find encouraging their spirit. And so even though it's a very challenging time for the people, uh, they're strong people, there's a lot of uh, spiritual resources in the communities, and it's kind of um, encouraging to be able to be part of that, and in trying to encourage the, the people that are trying to make a positive difference. Thank you so much for your time, Bishop Murray. You're welcome, Mary Rose.
So that was Bishop Murray Chatlin of the Diocese of Mackenzie, Fort Smith. To find out more about what they're doing, go to their website, dioceseofmackenzie.com forward slash NT. That was Mary Rose Bacani in conversation with Bishop Murray Chatlin from May 2010. And that brings us to the end of today's program. If you'd like to comment on anything you hear on Salt and Light Radio, send us an email, radio at saltandlighttv.org. And remember that all our programs are available for podcast or streaming on our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Here now to take us out is Chris Bray with his song, Father, I Love You, also from the worship album. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. Thank you for listening to this special edition of Salt and Light Radio. I have come to know the glory of the Lord For all that has been lost His grace will fall on us The many tears are cried His glory fills our eyes And wipes away the pain Praise the God who saves Father, I love you I adore you Father, I came to say how lovely Father, I love you, I will worship, lifted above us, glorious you are, you are. I have turned away, and I have failed. But still you're always there With arms that will embrace And even on the cross Your son he bore for us He died to set us free Jesus, I